If one advances the direction of his dreams and endeavors to the life which he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. And I really found that to be applied to my life. Probably a shorter way to say that is I think it was Edison who said, you know, that the harder I work, the luckier I get. And just being open to new opportunities, I've sort of followed that philosophy through my life. And it's led to some amazing things, places I, I never thought I would go, the people that I never thought I would meet. And I've always just sort of held close to that, that tenet. It's been fantastic for me. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Hey, Aaron Gendel here. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. It means so, so much to me. And maybe you've been thinking about writing a book of your own. And if so, do not wait. The world is hurting and needs your help. It needs your book. I would love to help you on your journey to write your book. So simply email me at Aaron at dailyauthors.com and I'd love to hear about your book idea. Now enjoy the show. Hey, thank you so much, Travis Wright, for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. So excited today to talk to you about your book, Making New Mistakes. Thanks again, Travis, for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me, Aaron. I'm excited about this. Awesome. Well, before we dive into your book, I was wondering if you might tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, your work, and what you've got going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a, that's a really good question to start off with. So my actual title is I'm a director of a growth at a uh, small company, uh, and we're growing quickly. But that really doesn't encapsulate everything that I do, right? Yeah. I like to talk about myself as I, I'm an aspiring expert generalist. And so what does that mean? Throughout my career, I've had a whole bunch of different experiences. I've had a non-traditional career path where I was a helicopter pilot in the Army. I was an airline pilot for a while. I was a staff officer. I worked at the White House for a little bit. And now I'm uh, in management consulting. So it's a little bit all over the place. And I used to say that the old saying, the jack of all trades, master of none, until I ran across this quote or this concept by Charlie Munger, who's Warren Buffett's right-hand man, and he called an expert generalist. And um, I talk a little bit about that in the book, and I'm happy to go into a little bit more detail on it as, as we go on the conversation. But I have a lot of interest. Uh, it, it's almost like I have a short attention span. There's a lot of things I like to get into yeah. and figure out. So it's kind of a long answer of, of what I'm doing and what I'm up to, but that's me in a nutshell. Awesome, man. Well, you obviously are an author as well, so I'm uh, interested to sure. talk to you about your, your book. and. Maybe you can expand on the title a little bit. I know I think of mistakes, a way to learn. I don't know if that's where you were going with the book. And uh, yeah, so maybe you can talk about the title and just what inspired you to write it. Yeah, absolutely. So we all make mistakes, right? We're all going to screw up something and that sort of thing. And the concept I'm trying to bring through the book is that you don't need to make the same mistakes that other people have made. You can kind of make your own mistakes. And the story that really brought that home for me is when I started off early in my flying career and I had to give a, a briefing. I had just graduated from flight school. I was in my, my first unit and I had to give a briefing on a topic. Everybody else in there has flown longer than, than I've been alive, right? And they got, they're so much more experienced than me. Like, what am I going to teach these guys? And so I, I'm going through and I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out you know, new things maybe I could show them. And I had a, a, an instructor, his name was Don Murray. And uh, he could see that I was a little perplexed and a little worried about this presentation I was going to have to give. And he started talking to me and I told him, I said, Don, look, I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake. I'm afraid I'm going to screw up. And he said, yeah, you probably will. You know? And I'm like, well, great, great vote of confidence, right? How am I supposed to get through this? And he said, look, 
you will screw up at some point. That's why we, you know, we talk every time we have a, a flight, we do a debrief at the end. We talk about what we screwed up, what we could have done better. There's no such thing as a perfect flight. But we don't want to make the same mistakes that other people have made. So make your own mistakes, you know, screwed up in your own way you know, <laughs> is another way to put it. But that was really, really helpful for me in, in my career um, because there's, there's actually something empowering knowing that you're going to screw up and it's okay and everybody does. But if you can learn from what other people have done and, and not make their mistakes, and that's sort of where the book kicks off. Got it. Got it. So uh, I guess what is uh, your approach then to help you from keeping making the same mistakes maybe others have made? I took this book, you know, there's a thousand or probably a million business books out there. And yeah. what I've seen in the books that I've read is that there's a lot of theory and a lot of concepts and that sort of thing. And I, I'm more of a pragmatist. Like, yeah, you know, it's good to have some theories and, and understanding things, but I really like to have some concrete steps. Like, how does this apply to me tomorrow? Yeah. How can I take some of these steps and actually do something with my team or in the project that I'm working on? As opposed to it's like, oh, conceptually, you know, I kind of get that theory or whatever, and it may not apply. So what I tried to do is I tried to have a balance between, you know, the theory and the application of the theory. And the way that I really did that is taking a lot of stories. I did a bunch of interviews for this book and talked to a lot of you know, people across different industries just to find out, you know, what have you struggled with? You know, where have you messed up or where have you kind of dodged the bullet? Where have you gotten lucky? You know, because that's a big piece of it, too, is timing. But that's sort of how I, how I approached the book and how I was able to, to kind of capture some of those ways of not making some of those same mistakes. Got it. Got it. Are there any stories that you'd like to elaborate on? Any interesting interviews or tidbits of information might guide the listeners from making some mistakes today? Yeah, absolutely. So there's two that come to mind. Uh, one is a story. So my last name is right. So and I was a pilot. So everybody thinks, you know, are you related to the Wright brothers? It's always a silly <laughs> question I get. But uh, I'm not <laughs> related to them. But um, I use them for part of the story as well. And not so much in that they made the mistakes, but it's how they approached flying and doing the first manned flight. And what they really focused on, and, that, that, and that's kind of one of the first keys of the book, is focusing on the right problem. They focused on, we know we can get this engine to work. We know we can get the airplane in the air. And that's what everybody else, all the other early aviation pioneers were worried about, was focusing on just getting into the air. They looked past that and they said, once we get this thing in the air, how are we going to maneuver it? How are we going to turn this thing, come back and land and, and that sort of thing? And so that's where they spend a lot of their energy. And they actually outsource the building of the engine. They had a, a friend who was a mechanic who was you know, much more of an engineer than they were. And they sort of outsourced that to him, obviously guiding him and that sort of thing and getting their input. But they really focused on, on how they would control this aircraft when, when they got it down. So they did a bunch of kites and that sort of thing. So I use that as an example for leaders as they're facing challenges. Are, are you looking at the right thing? A lot of times leaders get kind of short, you know, sided. They kind of look, you know, the next burning issue that's right in front of them yeah. and how they can attack that. And is that really the thing you need to work on? And especially when you think about your competition, if everybody else is working on the same problem, that's probably not where you need to be focused. So I share that one. The other story that comes to mind is a story about Kodak. So the story about film and cameras and, and that sort of thing, where I, I spoke to Steve Sasson, who was an engineer. You may find this hard to believe, but the first digital camera was actually uh, developed and demonstrated in 1975. And it was by Steve uh, Sasson. He was just out of grad school. He went to work for the Kodak company. And he just had this idea of, you know what, I'm going to figure out, I want to make a camera that has no moving parts. And so he was able to do that and demonstrated it. It was a terrible picture, right? It's like a 
you know, like a small icon type of thing. Like it, it's just terrible resolution. You barely tell there are people in it. What happened is there's this great innovation, but then Kodak wasn't able to capitalize on that. You know, obviously if you think back to the time, you know, there was no internet, there was no obviously any smartphones or anything like that, or any way to share these pictures. And he put it on a, a tube TV in a conference room. Mm-hmm. So there's really no way to share these pictures. So the mistake or the lack of foresight by Kodak and not figuring out how could we capitalize on this and not understanding that was, you know, something that I talk about as well. And a way that we can learn from what they did and figuring out how can you change your whole business model? How can you, you know, think of other ways to sell it even once you do kind of figure it out or what other technologies are needed and how can you capitalize on those in order to actually, you know, get this product to market? Got it. Got it. Very interesting. Well, uh, Travis, perhaps you could just sum it up for the listeners today and wondered if you might just boil it down to one thing. If the listener or reader could take away from reading your book, what would you say that would be? Yeah, that's an excellent question too, is that, you know, what I really would like people to take away from it is that other people have been in your shoes. You know, other people have faced similar types of challenges that other people have had it tougher, you know, and had more difficult challenges that they've had to face. And they've worked through it. They've been able to come up with some innovative and interesting ways to tackle their challenges. And there's lessons to be learned from them. There's ways that they have done that and that they've been able to overcome those challenges. Yeah. Um, and it's been really a great learning experience for me. You know, writing a book and has been really fantastic and sharpening my thoughts and, and my thinking process going through this. So yeah, I highly recommend the process if anybody's thinking about that as well. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your book, Travis. Sounds like it's out here in uh, about a month and a half, you said, or so. Yeah. Also around the April timeframe. So uh, definitely encourage the listeners to pick it up. I also just wanted to make sure the listeners knew a little bit more about you, Travis, and also if you could share a bit more about your influences. I know you talked a little bit about your background, but I always find it interesting to really dive into authors because uh, it's pretty rare. Actually, there's more PhDs than there are published authors. So if you could just share a little bit more about who or what's influenced you to uh, be who you are today and, and to write a book, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, that's always a tough question to answer because there's so many influences throughout your life, right? So there's, yeah. you know, obviously your family and, you know, leaders and coaches and teachers and that sort of thing. And it's hard to pin it down to you know, just one person. And the one person who I'll go back to that sort of talked about at the beginning, that expert generalist concept that was brought about by Charlie Munger. Yeah. And for those who don't know, he's Warren Buffett's right-hand man, really incredibly intelligent guy. But what he did is he his personality is what he calls a T personality. He's these broad topics that he loves to talk about. And he goes really deep into them and he's able to make these connections. And that's really why he and Warren Buffett have been so successful. And the other concept he talks about is mental models and the concept of being an expert generalist, having this broad swath of knowledge, being intensely curious, and then having seeing these models that you just seem to show up when you know these different things like, oh, this thing that's in science, I see that same thing in, in finance. And being able to see this has really clarified my thinking and really helped me to be a better you know, manager, better consultant, better dad, and everything else. So it's been really helpful to really have a name for something. As I said before, you know, instead of just being a jack of all trades and master of none, you know, having like, well, expert general sounds a little bit better, but having some steps below that that I can kind of identify with has been really, really helpful. And I think that's came across that maybe three or four years ago. And 
part of that is what's helped me to come up with this book. And it's like, oh, I see these patterns that I've seen throughout my career. Wow. Now I know how to share them and tie these stories together. That's sort of how all this came about. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing it. Well, love books on the show and wondered if you might share any of your favorites, Travis. Yeah. So another really great book that I, I really enjoyed was uh, Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson, the biography. I really like how he constructed the book and how he put it together. I, you know, like most other people, I think of, you know, the Mona Lisa and I think of the drawings that he, that Leonardo da Vinci did. But hearing how uh, Walter Isaacson, he didn't just jump in and talk about the Mona Lisa, the way he laid out all these events that kind of fell into place for, for Leonardo that actually culminated in his greatest work, the, the Mona Lisa, uh, was really fascinating. And again, Leonardo is another one, and I've, I've seen this across the leaders that I talked to and that I'm interested in, is they're just all intensely curious about the world around them, things that are going on. They want to know, you know why, and they spend a lot of time, they're very patient when they're exploring different things. And I saw that in, in Leonardo and the stories that, that Walter Isaacson shared. I, I thought it was fascinating. So that's, it's a great yeah. book, whether you like art and science or not, it, it's fantastic. Yeah. Great recommendations. Thank you for sharing those, Travis. What well, about a favorite quote? Anything that inspires you often? Yeah, you know, the, the quote that I used in the, the book actually is by Thoreau. And it says, if one advances come in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to the life which he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. And I really found that to be a, applied to my life. You're probably a shorter way to say that as I think it was Edison who said, you know, that the harder I work, the luckier I get. And just being open to new opportunities, I've sort of followed that philosophy through my life. And it's led to some amazing things, places I, I never thought I would go, the people that I never thought I would meet. And I've always just sort of held close to that, that tenet. It's been fantastic for me. Wonderful quote. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it. Well, let's dive a bit into the book writing process and wondered if you might share your thoughts and experiences with that. And, and I guess anything that's really helped you along the way to writing your books, things that you wish you would have known before you started that you know now. Yeah. So it's been a fantastic process. If I stopped now and I never released the book, it'd be worth it just because of the thinking that I went through and like I said, ordering my thoughts. And really there's something about getting it down on paper or excuse me, on the screen. There's just something cathartic and therapeutic about all of that. And it was really fascinating. Having a system is the biggest thing. So I, I went to grad school for project management and I had to have a system. And so I, I went through a book writing course that helped me with this and they broke it down into smaller structures. When you think about, all right, hey, you need to write 40,000 words or 50,000 words. That's huge. There's no way that you can do that. But we looked down and the instructor in this course said, look, that sounds like a lot, but really it's a bunch of stories. If you can stitch together 15 long form blog posts, you've got a book. Yeah. And I've eaten having the themes in there is, and that's really all it is. And I think a lot of people have that in them that they can like, hey, I've got some stories and that sort of thing. The other big piece was talking to people about the book. And I interviewed, like I said, about, I think maybe a dozen different folks for this and leaders across all different industries. And when you tell people that you're writing a book and, and you brought that up earlier, you know, there's more PhDs than there are authors, right? People yeah. are like, wow, you know, I know somebody now who's writing a book and they're very gracious with their time and their intellectual property that they're, you know, their thoughts and everything with me. It was just fascinating to have all of that. I really enjoyed that. It's all a lot of work. It's a lot of sweat, a lot of, you know, like, oh, I got to get to the deadline and that sort of thing. And the last piece I'll share, because this is where I'm at a little bit in the journey right now, like the book's done. There's nothing I can do now. It's 
being printed and it's, it's on its way out. So now I have a little bit of this anxiety. It's like, uh, you know, a little imposter syndrome and you know, are people <laughs> going to, you know, <laughs> what are people going to think and that yeah. sort of thing. So what it's given me is a real appreciation for creators of all types, whether it's art or music or, or books or that sort of thing. It's like, you know, people really are putting themselves out there. And so it's given me a, a newfound respect for people that are able to do that. And um, it shifted my perspective on people a little bit. So it's, it's been fantastic. Awesome, man. Yeah, well, books are quite incredible in that way. I definitely believe in, you know, as you listen to more and as you especially write them and really try to put all those things in your head into a, a format that others can digest, definitely changes the mindset for sure. So I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, yeah, great. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us. And just wanted to um, make sure that I didn't miss anything. So if there's anything else that y'all, Travis, you'd like to share, absolutely anything, go for it. Obviously, let the listeners in on where they can connect with you online as well. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you did a great job. I, I listened to, to you this morning as well. And you did a fantastic job there too. In fact, it was well, the one that was talking about imposter syndrome and I was identifying with that one. So yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> but um, Absolutely. So I don't think I have anything else to add. The So where to find me? So I'm on uh, LinkedIn. You just look for Travis Wright. I'm on there and my website will be coming open soon. Definitely by the time this is open, I'll be working on it this weekend. It's or makingnewmistakes.info will be the site. And there'll be information about the book there and speaking and, and all that sort of stuff. will all be up on there. Awesome. Well, good luck with the book launch. I'm sure it'll be a yeah. big success and it'll be very exciting when you get that book in your hand. Uh, I'm sure it'll be quite the experience. I know it was for me at least. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Congrats yeah. again, Travis, and all the best. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. 